0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ango in the Morning. This is episode two. Today is November 23rd, 2021. Just a few days from the Thanksgiving holiday in America. Uh, So Ango in the Morning is a brand new show. And as time goes on, things are going to get very, very exciting. Tons of big topics in this video. Headlined by the massive topic that I'm sure everybody is waiting to hear my opinions on. Is AEW really the best wrestling company well there's going to be a couple different things that we talk about in today's episode but of course it's all about the community engagement so if you are new to my youtube channel we do have a discord server in the description down below uh yesterday's episode had over 231 viewers tons of new members on the discord so uh the goal is to make this something really big and within time it will be but of course Uh, Today, we have a lot of attention being placed on AEW. We also are going to talk a little bit about Vince McMahon because a lot of people think Vince McMahon is the problem in WWE, and I'm not really sure if that's the case. But before we could even do anything related to AEW and giving them our evaluation and taking a look in depth at some of the things that AEW and WWE have done in the past few years, I think we got to take a second to just say thank you. Because Ango in the Morning is a vision that I've had for a really, really long time. We're finally doing it. And you guys will see upgrades to the show periodically. I, I got to get some orders in. Um, we're going to be doing live call-ins and things like that. So definitely going to be some very cool stuff coming to the show. It's a big project of mine that I've been waiting to do for a very, very long time. But I don't want to talk about my YouTube channel. I don't want to talk about, you know, Ango in the morning. You guys already know what to do uh, to, to help support the show. But I do want to kick things off today's episode with something I found to be extremely, extremely crazy. Seth Rollins was attacked by a fan. I cannot believe this is even something we have to discuss. But Seth Rollins was speared by a fan. And for some damn reason, WWE security did like very little. Now, this, of course, is getting people talking. And one person in particular that is talking the most is a guy by the name of Chavo Guerrero. He's basically just calling pro wrestlers soft. And while I thought that was very, very funny... Because it's Chavo Guerrero talking. This guy hasn't been relevant in a very long time. This image of Seth Rollins comes out. And this image of Seth Rollins is basically a nice little guillotine choke on this fan. What the hell are fans doing? That's what I want to know. What are fans doing? Why spend all that money to go to a wrestling television show... I don't know, to go tackle Seth Rollins. Are you lost in your damn mind? That's what I want to know. Because here's the thing, guys. Uh, Wrestling is cool. And I'm sure everybody at some point in their life thought it'd be cool to be a pro wrestler. I did when I was 13. (laughs) Now that I'm older, I don't want to be a pro wrestler. I don't know if this is like a case of somebody who just wants to be a really big pro wrestler and... Thought maybe he could make a name for himself. I don't know. Maybe he's jealous because Seth Rollins and Becky are together. I don't know. But this right here is exactly why I think pro wrestling fans need to understand their role. Because sometimes fans are trying to put themselves over. Like for some reason, when people are watching WWE Raw. Like for example, I was watching WWE Raw and people were chanting AEW. By the way, chanting AEW is not going to make WWE change, okay? If you really, really want to know the truth, it's not going to make WWE change. Because truth be told, WWE doesn't give a shit about AEW. I, I, I am willing to accept that. I don't know if 90% of the viewers in the world are willing to accept that. But if you think WWE is losing sleep over AEW, I don't know what you're thinking. Because truth be told, I just don't think it's possible. here's why here's why Vince McMahon isn't the problem Vince McMahon has been I'm not gonna lie Vince McMahon creatively I don't think he has it anymore I don't think what he does creatively like on a week-to-week basis I don't think that is what is exciting for pro wrestling but what I think here about Vince McMahon and this is why we often compare WWE to AEW Vince McMahon isn't the problem. Vince McMahon is the money maker. Vince McMahon has to satisfy so many people in this world, and the biggest difference is the people that he's satisfying and the people who don't are the difference makers in terms of money. Because the people who who often talk a lot about WWE's failures and all this stuff, truth be told, it's not. Um, What's the best way to explain it? These guys aren't spending money. The internet wrestling community isn't spending money, okay? They're not. You might go to shows here and there, but at the end of the day, you're not consistently invested in the product and the toys and market everything. WWE makes a lot of money. WWE is very successful because of the partners that they have. Vince McMahon can easily have the greatest minds in pro wrestling and write the damn show for himself, but truth be told, my friends... That's just not how it goes. It's just simply not how it goes. Let me explain this a little bit more in depth. People say Triple H is the solution. He's not the solution. People say Shane McMahon could be the solution. He is not the solution. The problem isn't necessarily Vince McMahon. The problem is WWE itself. This is why AEW has a really good product, because AEW hasn't reached the levels WWE has. But I can certainly tell you, if NJPW, AEW, Impact Wrestling, MLW, Ring of Honor, it doesn't matter the company. If any of them were in a situation where I think personally they had WWE's level of success, I think they would be doing the same damn thing. The only difference is maybe you would have less DQ finishes. Maybe you would have a little bit better storytelling. But in terms of the WWE product, they do things in a way that is matched up to the business. And the overall business shapes the way WWE is. People think, oh, when Vince McMahon is gone, when he retires or when he dies or whatever the case may be, when he's no longer in WWE, that's when it gets better. People genuinely think, because we talked about this on yesterday's episode, people genuinely think if WWE was in a situation where they sold the company to NBC or Disney, it would be better. And that is where I think wrestling fans, I think they just like to make things up in their head. Without actually thinking things through. We all do it. I do it. But I genuinely think that's the case. That's that's what I'm thinking. Well... Why am I thinking that WWE is making the most money ever, but Ango, they just cut 180 roster members during the pandemic. Yeah, you're damn right. That's why they're successful. They are making money. They're saving money. They're getting rid of talent that are useless. They're getting rid of talent that are great because guess what my friends WWE is no longer in the business of creating stars. They are in the business of creating intellectual property. They are in the business of creating people and names and characters that are marketable, that you see on billboards, that you see on toys, you know, action figures, championship belts, things like that. WWE, the brand is bigger than any one person in the company. So no, Vince McMahon isn't the problem. Vince McMahon could leave tomorrow. Triple H could take over. He's got a lot of people to impress. A lot of people to make happy. You want him to make those people happy. Because if you don't make those people happy, guess what? WWE ain't making money. If WWE ain't making money, you never know what's going to happen. So it's funny because uh, today's episode is all about... Is AEW really the best wrestling company? Before we could even get to that, I sure as hell don't want AEW to grow to the point of WWE's massive scale. Because I don't think wrestling, in general, benefits from the type of success WWE has. But I need to rephrase this in a way that makes a little bit more sense, right? Because WWE got so big... Because they are bigger than every character and every element of the show. This is why you see a huge turnover rate within the roster, right? Because WWE, the brand, is far larger than everything else. That will always be the most important thing. You want to know why we're not creating new stars to feed to Roman Reigns? Because Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar is way more marketable than whoever they bring up. It goes to the saying that WWE is not necessarily a pro wrestling company anymore. So when people said, do I think WWE should sell? No, I don't think WWE should sell. Do I think Vince McMahon is the problem? Absolutely not. Look, I don't think the DQ finishes every week and the same matches every week. I think a lot of people realize, like, it's easy to call that out as a problem. But I think there is such a larger problem in this situation where I don't even think that matters anymore. People say wins and losses matter in AEW. People say wins and losses don't matter in WWE. I can argue that wins and losses don't matter in both. That is the craziest part about this all. That is the craziest part about this all. Because my biggest issue that I have with WWE is I do want to see new stars. You have such a great roster, right? But you introduce new stars and the problem is you still got wins and losses that don't matter. I would say AEW does a way better job than WWE in terms of actually making wins and losses appear to matter. But it's something that we're going to talk about later on in this because it's super important to realize that I can argue greatly that wins and losses don't matter in any pro wrestling company. And I think what really matters is... Is making sense and not insulting your audience. And WWE can get away with it because the machine is just so damn big. AEW can't. See, this is why I can't wait to do call-ins. Because I want to be debated. I want to be debated on these topics, personally. So when we start enlisting the live call-in show, it's going to be really cool. Because there's a lot of things I want to bring to Engo in the morning. But I just want to be clear, if you think Vince McMahon is the problem in WWE, if you are one of the people that don't agree with me, I want us to look back at this time, it's 10.14am Eastern Standard Time on November 23rd, episode 2 of Ango in the morning, you're not going to have to look far back. But one day, Vince McMahon will not be running the WWE, whether he sells the company, whether it's Triple H or whether it's Nick Khan or whoever it may be. When Vince McMahon is not running the company, we're going to go back and say, Ango told you so. But there's a reason for it, guys. I think I've done a really good job explaining to you why WWE got so big. WWE got big because they saw the money signs everywhere. Now, WWE, people say, hey, if WWE sold, are they worth a billion dollars? Guys, just the rights to have their TV show on Fox and USA cost billions of dollars. WWE looks for a certain type of superstar to be the star of their company. AEW looks at bringing whoever could get over with the crowd, fan favorite, wrestling, good wrestling, good character, all this stuff. WWE has a certain look. This is why Drew McIntyre got pushed. This is why Jinder Mahal got pushed. This is why Roman Reigns got pushed. There is probably a lot of studying and a lot of research that WWE does to execute those decisions. You're not going to see Dominic Mysterio right now win the world championship. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's a certain look for a certain role that WWE has, and it's the formula that they reuse every single time. This is why Braun Strowman was released. You want to know why Braun Strowman was released? Because you have Omas. you have Shanky. Now you have Harland and NXT 2.0. You don't need Braun Strowman. You got these big guys. Again, WWE doesn't put five or six Giants on TV because then it minimizes the look of the other Giants because now it's a common thing. But Ango, Braun Strowman got released, million-dollar contract. I hear these things. I see these things in my comments, guys. I'm not defending WWE. If it sounds like I'm defending WWE, I think sometimes they are a very piece-of-shit company. I don't think they have to release people the way they've released people. I just think their formula... Is what works for them. And this is why I was super keen on having a third major promotion in the USA. Because a third major promotion would lighten the load for AEW. It would be a little bit more competitive in terms of pro wrestling. And WWE could be in their own little world. See, I think deep down inside, there is... I mean, truth be told, let's go back to Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, and WWE. Fans literally had to hijack the show for WWE to get to the point that Daniel Bryan was a world championship guy. Why? Because Daniel Bryan didn't look like Drew McIntyre or Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. He doesn't have that look. He doesn't have that fit. That's why WWE is the way it is. But still, to me, it's not Vince McMahon being the problem. For as long as WWE is sports entertainment, for as long as WWE is world wrestling entertainment, that's the formula. That's the way it's going to be. Triple H won't save them. Stephanie won't save them. Shane won't save them. I sure as hell don't believe Nick Khan is going to save them because Nick Khan is the one who's helping WWE reach record profits. So my point that I'm making, my suggestion to everybody is if you genuinely don't like the WWE product... Not just sitting there on Twitter and typing with your fingers on your phone or on your keyboard saying, eh, I don't like WWE Raw. If you genuinely in your heart don't like WWE, the best thing you could do is turn off WWE. Not to buy tickets to their shows. Not to buy WrestleMania tickets. The best thing you could do is just completely shut off from the product itself. Because I firmly believe the only way WWE will ever change is when they're not making the money that they're making. The problem is, I think a lot of people don't realize, we actually enjoy WWE to a certain extent. But we are more than thrilled about the idea, or the fact, that we now have alternatives that are viable. Let's talk a little bit about AEW. Because I'm going to give you guys my evaluation of AEW. AEW has been around for a little bit over two years. We have seen significant, significant growth in this company. And there's always a debate of AEW being better than WWE, or AEW is this, or AEW is more successful. AEW is putting WWE out of business. But nobody can actually argue that. The problem is, people speak with their opinions being fact. And I always believed that was the problem in wrestling. Because people see a ratings war. And I don't think AEW does enough to control their audience. And this might sound stupid, honestly. But I think AEW knows they have a very hardcore audience. It's one of the things that they really have. It's the core element of their fan base. But deep down inside, I think casual fans are turned off by AEW's fan base. Well, you might be wondering, Ango, why have you come to that conclusion? I came to that conclusion when I showed some of my friends who don't watch wrestling. I showed them WWE and I showed them AEW. And after a couple of weeks of watching AEW, I remember one of my friends, he goes, he's like, it looks like the AEW fans always try to put themselves over. That's just the audience. AEW can't control that. But I do think AEW does play into a little bit of their audience being hardcore. This is why they tease their audience. I think this is why certain things are done. But if I'm being honest with you, I actually like AEW. A lot. So what has AEW done wrong? I'll tell you what AEW has done wrong. They've done a couple things wrong. And then we'll also talk about what AEW did right. What was the thought process of this? What was the thought process of this? For some reason, AEW decided, let's bring in Rusev, a guy who was underutilized in WWE. And let's make him a video gamer. He's going to be the best man for Kip Sabian, Penelope Ford. So I'll tell you what I think the thought process is. And you guys could tell me if I'm right or wrong. I think AEW's thought process was there's going to be a lot of attention on Miro because he's a former WWE superstar. And we would love to give Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford the rub. That was a disaster. I've actually said this countless times. I think AEW has done a pretty bad job bringing in former WWE superstars. With the exception of Chris Jericho. Obviously, he was the first champion early stages of AEW. But I look at somebody like Pac, Pac, Pac neville right obviously travel restrictions during uh, the pandemic obviously hurt things so his issue kind of uncontrollable right i look at somebody like andrade coming out to no entrance music coming out with vicky guerrero very short period after that i see that in that situation i see that uh there's no plans, right? So they switch it up. They give him Chavo Guerrero. Then Ric Flair stuff happens. Ric Flair is supposed to come to AEW, doesn't happen. Just really crazy stuff. And I remember seeing this, and I remember thinking, Andrade has nothing going for him. Slow, slow start. Malachi Black. Presentation. Great. The problem with Malachi Black is not that his character sucks or his wins and losses or anything like that. The booking of Malachi Black has been perfect. I don't really have an argument with it. But they don't overexpose Malachi Black. And we're conditioned to see this because in WWE, you're overexposed to talent all the time. Malachi Black has not been that way. So you bring in Malachi Black, you bring in. Adrian Neville, you bring in Pac, uh, well Pack is Adrian Neville, but then you bring in all these guys, you also bring in Arya Davari for Rampage, but you don't sign him to a contract, right, you bring in Tony Nice. you say he's the hottest free agent on Dynamite, you just don't do anything with him in other than Dark, right. My favorite part about AEW is the fact that they have so many great talent, and usually I'm more inclined to enjoy that talent because I I, I know that there's potential there. To me, that's my value with AEW. I love the original talent of AEW. And I, I personally think, this is just me personally, but when I see Miro being used in a situation where he is now dominant... And now Andrade is starting to pick up steam. Now Pack is starting to pick up steam. Now Malachi Black is starting to pick up steam. Right now they're being heavily featured. Week in and week out. Now I see the importance of these guys. Great. But I think when each, o- each of those guys were brought in, I just don't think AEW knew what to do. It scares the shit out of me to think that AEW might bring in Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. Because quite honestly, I don't know if AEW has a better track record with bringing in those guys. But here's what I could tell you, and this is why I don't care, right? This is why I'm not mad at AEW. This is why I'm not tripping over what AEW has done with former WWE talent. I'm going to explain this, and I think a lot of people will actually agree. I think AEW did such a great job for me to care about Darby Allin, They did a great job for me to care about a guy like Sean Spears, a nobody in WWE. They did a fantastic job of making me care about FTR and the Pinnacle and MJF and Jurassic Express. Traditionally, if I see a guy like Marco Stunt on my TV screen, I'm thinking, why is this kid here? But I see the energy that Marco Stunt brings to Jurassic Express and I think wow you know what there is some old fart who's laying around talking about why this is garbage because trust me it exists but I see that and I think to myself I'm like damn Jurassic Express is cool I don't know why I think it's cool I don't know why I like the pinnacle I don't know why I like Sammy Guevara in the inner circle it's not like Sammy Guevara looks like Brock Lesnar but there's this This thing about AEW talent that is handled way better than every other company. And that, my friends, is what AEW has done right. AEW does long-term storytelling. They've done a fantastic job, by the way. Like, sincerely, when I say this, I truly mean this. They have done such a good job by their own talent that when when Miro doesn't get a big push right away, I don't care. Did it suck in the beginning? It absolutely did. I really do think when Miro came in as a video game nerd who's like best man to Kip Sabian, I, I don't understand why you would do that. But then I look at a situation where I see I see AEW and they're like, we can fix this. And this is something that WWE does not do. There is a certain level of commitment. I think there was a certain level of commitment from AEW and Tony Khan specifically to the creative of their company. AEW in the last two years has listened to fans. They have done a fantastic job of listening to fans and understanding what went wrong. But there's a lot more that AEW has done right. AEW has done some things I think most people need to understand. WWE will probably never do. When I talk about what WWE does on a weekly basis, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and NXT, when I'm on Twitter and I'm talking about it, I often find myself talking about the same thing over and over and over again. AEW, on the other hand, doesn't keep making the same mistakes. Because I think deep down inside, AEW realizes that as a pro wrestling company, they are under a microscope, unlike WWE. WWE does a 25-man battle royal for pizza. It's for The Rock, but it's a sponsored thing. And I get it. It's a business decision, and it's fine. You could do that. That's what WWE's in the business for. AEW does something like that fans are critical so what I think AEW has done right in the two plus years that they've been around is the fact they listen to fans they listen to fans they adjust when they need to but what about long-term storytelling again it goes to what I've been saying about commitment if you think about AEW right Think about AEW from the perspective of just a wrestling company trying to grow. Don't think about money. Don't think about ratings or anything like that. If you look at AEW, for the most part, for the most part, they have been committed to long-term storytelling. There are still storylines today where I think AEW has been at the point, truthfully, I think they've kind of gotten to the point where like, Now, they need to think of what's next. Because for the first two years of this company, the biggest storyline that they've had was this. But when we're talking about what AEW has done wrong, we also have to talk about what they've done right. I think people forgot how good this build was. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, the storyline from the very beginning of this company was absolutely incredible. The amount of times. The amount of times that AEW used to tease breakups after breakup after breakup. Guys, we would watch the TV and we would look and we would think, "Oh my god, when is Kenny going to turn on him? When is Hangman Page going to turn on him?" I can say this. I can say that AEW has a commitment to their storytelling. And I think I think most importantly, not as not only is it their storytelling, Because they're obviously committed to that. We've seen this. But I think AEW has been in a situation realistically where after doing so many weeks of television it gets easier and easier and easier. They have a long term plan. Hangman Page goes on paternity to leave. They're not changing course. And the problem here is that fans really forgot the build to the storyline. Hangman Page came out. He won the champ, uh, the championship opportunity. He goes in and says, hey, we're fighting at full gear, right? But they forgot those moments when AEW had you thinking what is going to happen. So what I think AEW has done exceptionally well with is the fact that they've gotten fans invested to the point where most fans will remember the build to these stories. Continuity. Fans looking forward to it. I'm just waiting for AEW to apply that same mechanism to Malachi Black, to Andrade, to Pac, right? To Miro. If you think about it, AEW, I think they've only had like four or five world champions in a span of two years. WWE's current universal champion, Roman Reigns, he's at the point where I think he is 450 days roughly. I mean, just to kind of put that in perspective. I mean we we can get to the point where Roman Reigns has the longest WWE Universal Championship or just WWE World Championship uh title reign. So then it kind of brings me to wins and losses. Right? And this is something I I I, I can't I can't say anything about AEW being a bad product because I really do like AEW. But the wins and losses for AEW is probably the number one thing I've hated about the company so far. Earlier in today's episode, I said that wins and losses don't matter, okay? I said they don't matter for both companies. Let me explain why. Hangman Page was a member of the ladder match, the casino ladder match, to earn his championship reign. He, I think at the time, he had a record of like 11-1 and one or something like that. Miro actually had a better record than Hangman Page and was higher in the rankings, but for some reason was not in that championship opportunity match. I talked about this on Twitter. I got a lot of love for this thinking, which was great. I was glad that a lot of people understood where I was coming from. It's not the only time that it's happened in AEW where they've made some decisions around wins and losses that weren't necessarily right. And I get it. The previous week, Miro lost his TNT championship to Sammy Guevara. My point that I'm making when I, when I talk about the win-loss record is that if wins and losses matter, then Hangman Page shouldn't have been in the latter match and it should have been Miro. Again, us fans are willing to overlook this. Because at the end of the day, getting the payoff to the story that's been built for two years is far more important than Miro getting a championship opportunity. There's going to be flaws in AEW. I still don't think the women's division is as strong as it should be. Fans hate Jade Cargill. I think Jade Cargill is that next level person. I think she is the face of the women's division. She should be the face of the women's division. I get it. Britt Baker right now is the face of the women's division. And I understand that Britt has come a long way as well. But as it stands right now, Jade Cargill should be the face of the women's division. She probably won't be. In fact, she's probably going to be the TBS champion, the women's TBS champion. And I think the reason for that is because obviously AEW sees value in her. But there are some philosophies where I see AEW and WWE being similar, and that is within the talent that they push as the top person. Now, again, AEW's only been around for about two plus years. The real question is, Three, four years from now, where are where are the guys like Sammy Guevara? Where is Jungle Boy? Where is MJF? Because again, I said this on my my episode one yesterday, right? I said this on Angle in the morning, and, and I, I think a lot of people actually agreed with this. I tune in for Dynamite not because of CM Punk and not for Brian Danielson. I don't really give a shit that they're on there. I knew they were going to be there. I was sitting in my suite at All Out. I knew that Brian Danielson was debuting. I knew that Adam Cole was going to debut. I made videos on this. I was talking about this on Twitter. I knew this was the direction that AEW was going to go. Obviously, Kyle O'Reilly's headed there. I don't care about that. I've seen this shit before. But AEW got me invested. You know who they got me invested in? They got me invested in the talent that should really not be top stars, but they're top stars because AEW positioned them in a way that was really, really good. And I don't know if people disagree with me. I don't know if people disagree with me. But if you are tuning in to AEW because Brian Danielson, Andrade, Malachi Black, Miro, CM Punk, then you never wanted an alternative to WWE. You wanted WWE 2.0. And I've been very adamant about that feeling. I don't care about Christian. I don't care about any of these people. I only care if AEW makes me want to care. So how did AEW make me want to care about this talent? Well, for starters... You got Brian Danielson with a heel turn against Hangman Page. I have a feeling a lot of people want to know what's like the next long term storytelling. I don't know. I can't see that far ahead. I don't know what AEW is planting for another long term storytelling. But what I do know is this I didn't give a shit about Brian Danielson coming to AEW because I've seen Brian Danielson on my screen every single week in the same type of matches. For a very, very long time. Against the same people for a very long time. But you bring in Brian Danielson. You put him up against a guy like Hangman Page. Oh, and by the way, you turn him heel. Just like three or four months after he even shows up in the company. Now I'm excited. You got CM Punk with Eddie Kingston. Which is not a very big AEW wrestling match. In fact, the match does not go like a typical AEW match. That match was more of a WWE style. I didn't give a shit that the match wasn't that great. I don't care if CM Punk could go or can't go in the ring. I know people are crying to see CM Punk in the ring. I was in a suite with people and they're like, oh, I can't wait to see CM Punk. I want to see CM Punk against this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. All those matches are going to slap. Honestly, I don't think any of his matches are going to slap. And I'm not being a hater. I think CM Punk is better at telling the stories. So his wins and losses don't really matter to me. CM Punk could lose the next 10 losses. Build a story around it. Build a story on a guy like CM Punk who's been away from seven years. He doesn't have it anymore. He's getting older. The the gray beard is kicking in. And now you're creating a captivating storyline around a guy who's losing a lot of matches. At the end of the day, why do I care if he wins 100 or loses 100? Tell me a story and get me invested. Do I think CM Punk and MJF are going to have a five-star match in in the likes of Dave Meltzer? Absolutely not. Do I think MJF is the number one talker in pro wrestling right now? I do. I'm I'm actually I said this about Kingston and, and, and uh, CM Punk. I said I was like wow the way Kingston delivered that promo, it really made CM Punk kind of look like a punk. Which was sick. Because then we got the match, right? And despite the fact that we're not watching Canadian Destroyers every five minutes, what we got was something really cool because they were telling a story. Now, I want MJF and CM Punk to do the same thing. That's the type of stuff that I think makes AEW a really good wrestling company. But the question of today's episode was, is AEW really the best wrestling company? It's subjective. Everybody has their own opinions. Everybody has their own opinions. But what I will say is this. I do believe that AEW really is the best wrestling company. But I'm not going to say that they have the best wrestling TV show. And I'm not going to say that AEW is better than WWE. Because statistically speaking, it's not. But I do enjoy AEW more than I enjoy WWE. And if you think that answer is the same every single week, it absolutely is not. That answer changes very often, actually. And the reason why that answer changes very often is because I won't sit here and act like AEW's episodes on a weekly basis are just flat out incredible. Some episodes are really, really good, right? And some episodes, you know that they're just, it's filler content. I remember watching WWE SmackDown on MSG. It was just like a month ago or so. And I was like, why doesn't WWE do more episodes like this? Because they don't have to. They don't have to. AEW has to deliver every week. But do I think personally that AEW is the best wrestling company? I do. I do. I think they produce really good stories. I think their presentation is very nice. But I think they made some mistakes along the way. There should be a difference between Rampage and Dynamite. Now, after two years, AEW has plans to change up the look of Dynamite. Good. I think that's important. I think AEW is a really, really good company. They're going to have their flaws. They're going to have their growing pains. It's normal. It's totally normal. And I get that. I respect that. I don't really like get mad about this thing. I'm just a wrestling fan. At the end of the day, I'm a wrestling fan, and I'm blessed with the opportunity to share my opinions and debate people and talk with people on YouTube and Discord. But what I think is really, really important for people to understand is that AEW is under a microscope. Their room for error is not very much. Like when they had AEW Revolution, the pay-per-view, where they had a death match and the explosion completely botched. That was not a good look for AEW. Did that shit happen again? No, it didn't. Or what about when Jericho was taken off? He was thrown off the cage onto some cardboard. Obviously, we don't want to see Chris Jericho die. It was just the overall presentation and the camera angles. Again, another mistake that AEW has made. But the huge difference here is Tony Khan has a level of commitment to his product to not let these same mistakes happen. Vince McMahon... Is about the entity. WWE is all about the entity, the logo, the brand. The, the brand is bigger than any one person itself. People get mad. They said, oh, wrestlers shouldn't have a Twitch account in, on, on WWE. But I'm sorry. I think Tyler Bree said it best. He goes, he's like, yeah. He's like, everybody tried to, you know, make a little bit of extra money because they had this. You know, there was a lot of stuff that was being said about it. They, Some of these people weren't even fans of video games. And they were starting Twitch channels. Then they're using their WWE likeness, all for a little bit of clout. Why? What is the purpose of that? That's what I want to know. Why, why does somebody think they need to go make a Twitch account and use their WWE likeness? Oh, because they're smart enough to realize that WWE made them. That's why WWE didn't want people using their Twitch accounts with their likeness. WWE superstar live on Twitch playing video games. These people weren't even buying capture cards. They were just streaming off their console. WWE's entity is bigger than itself. It creates people. It gives people an identity. That's what WWE has been able to accomplish. So no, they're not worried about creating the next Roman Reigns. Right now, Roman Reigns is here. When Roman Reigns retires, then they're worried about the next Roman Reigns. AEW is not in that same boat because AEW is not a sports entertainment company. One day, AEW is going to get massive. They might have to become like WWE. But at least I trust Tony Khan not to give me the same matches every single week and not, you know DQs every single week, count outs every single week, distraction finishes every single week. That's the difference between AEW and WWE. That is one of the biggest reasons why I think AEW is the best wrestling company. Because for right now, their focus is simply the wrestling. And they bring us good wrestling, long-term storytelling. I like that. Personally, I'm a huge fan of that. I think that's a massive part of AEW's success. Now, is it going to be a massive part of their success 10 years from now? To be honest with you, I don't think so. If you want AEW to become like WWE, they're going to literally have to become like WWE. The only difference is the product won't suck as bad. By the way, everybody, in just a few moments, I'll be reading off the Super Chats. Thank you. Um, We're going to always leave the Super Chats for the last 10 minutes of the show. So always a good thing um, when you guys help a brother out. I appreciate that. But yeah, I I get to the point where I say AEW is the best wrestling company. AEW is in a situation where they are learning. They have flaws. But again, I'm going to say it. Wins and losses don't matter. Wins and losses don't matter. I don't care how you try to spin it. But what matters is how you finish these matches. What matters is what you are doing to get people back onto your show every single week. And for those fans who are talking about ratings, just stop it. You're playing yourself. I don't give a shit about ratings. I don't care about ratings. I don't care if WWE's viewership or AEW's viewership goes up or down. What I do care about is do I feel like watching the show at the time that is live. And I will tell you with WWE, it has become more common where it's like, eh, DVR. But Rampage and Dynamite, I'm there watching. So just food for thought for those who want to know, do I think AEW is the best wrestling company? Hell yeah, I do. I really, really do. But they've made a lot of mistakes. But we're willing to accept those mistakes because at the end of the day, mistakes are part of the game. It's just whether or not you're learning from those mistakes. All right, guys, it is the final 10 minutes of the show. Episode two is already in the history books. We got a couple super chats today and we got a member uh, membership renewal. So if you guys want to submit your super chat, definitely would appreciate it. Let's go with Dwayne Jackson. He actually left two super chats, one for $20 and one for $10. So thank you, Dwayne Jackson. The first question is, you mentioned yesterday that Vince is not is not running NXT 2.0. I totally d- disagree because of the HHH factor, Triple H. All the creative decisions go through Vince. Vince is sitting gorilla. Don't believe the reports. So, Dwayne, I appreciate this. Um I'm not even just going off of reports. I'm going off of what people in WWE personally have said. And guys in WWE have personally said that Vince McMahon is literally not like doing anything with NXT 2.0. The only thing is Vince McMahon has made recommendations, reportedly made recommendations to NBC about NXT 2.0 going TV 14. Which I think that kind of show should definitely go TV 14. Um That is some good news, in my opinion. Now, whether or not Vince is actually running NXT 2.0, I don't know. But for those who actually didn't watch NXT in 2012, it's literally NXT 2.0 with the black and gold. Like, if you guys weren't watching NXT when it was on Hulu and WWE Network, that right there is, um, yeah, trust me when I tell you guys, like, that right there. it's It's a very similar correlation. The wacky characters and all that stuff is very, very real. Um, it's what WWE's done before. And again, it goes back to what I was saying about WWE, intellectual property characters. No, they don't care about Kyle O'Reilly. You care about Kyle O'Reilly. WWE doesn't need to care about Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. He's not a guy that's going to move merchandise. He's not a guy that's going to move anything for the brand. They don't care about a guy like that. The only two people I think that ever came in from the indie scene or from another company that WWE actually cared about was AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Two guys that Vince McMahon reportedly really enjoyed. But no, I think right now NXT is still being ran by the same guys, except we do know for sure Kevin Dunn is running production for them. Um, also, Dwayne Jackson left another super chat for $10. He goes, I find it very strange to see Nick Khan sitting at rec- ringside as Survivor Series. He was there for a reason. Do you think he was there scouting out the next round of cuts? Not a good sign. That's a great question, Dwayne. At this point, Um yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I I think Nick Khan, you know, I don't know what his level of interest is in pro wrestling. I always find that to be an interesting thing when people bring up Nick Khan. Right now, though, right now, as it stands, the Nick Khan era of WWE is the most successful it's ever been. It's the most profitable they've ever been. So all these budget cuts and stuff, they're just lame-ass excuses. I don't know. But, no, I don't think he's there to scout I, budget cuts personally I don't know but if, it, if there's anybody who's going to be cut from WWE it's probably somebody that was in that 25 man battle royale and survivor series that's the only thing I could actually think of because those are the type of guys that WWE is looking at and they're like okay we don't need you and we don't need you and we don't need you that 25 man battle royale was basically a collective group of all the guys that chased the 24-7 championship so that's all you kind of really need to know about that um, I want to say a huge shout out to Austin Baker. I don't even know how many times he's he's been a member at this point, uh, but he just renewed again for another month. Uh, big supporter of the channel. He goes, I love that AEW listens to the fans. It actually feels good to be on a payoff rather than a shit finish or a forgotten storyline in WWE. And Austin's absolutely right. And that's just something, you know, kind of recapping what we said about AEW being the best wrestling company. AEW is in a situation where they do listen to the fans and there's payoffs there are some storylines where they haven't done any payoffs there are some storylines where they just kind of skipped it and whatnot and we don't ignore it but obviously there's been circumstances outside of their control and that's obviously why it's happened but yeah I agree I think AEW has a long-term plan for their storylines for their wrestlers and for the most part they do a really good job with it they're not perfect by any means but it is a lot easier to, di- to digest two hours of AEW Dynamite than it is to digest three hours of Raw. By the way, I watched Raw, right? We talked about Seth Rollins and stuff. There were some good moments. I tweeted it out. I really enjoyed Big E versus Theory. Having Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins ringside was great. I like that kind of stuff. WWE has moments that are good. AEW has stories that are good. And that is the biggest difference. We also got a super chat. I think it was $9.99 from Tony Pizza Guy. $9.99 like the former price of WWE Network. He says, do you think AEW is reaching all the fans they can or are they a niche company only reaching hardcore fans? This is an incredible, incredible, incredible question. Incredible question. They are only reaching hardcore fans. But I do think at one point, AEW will start reaching a more casual audience. Because again, it's the result of long-term storytelling and stuff like that. But I don't personally think we'll ever see wrestling like we did in the late 90s, early 2000s. I think those days are long gone. And I think once kayfabe really died, I think the, the reason for people to watch pro wrestling died. I really think when kayfabe died, part of the industry died. Now, the difference is casual fans are still willing to watch WWE, and I think AEW will eventually reach those casual fans, but I don't think it's going to be a detriment to WWE. I don't think AEW will ever put WWE out of business. I don't care what kind of thing people are saying. I don't care about ratings. I don't care about numbers. WWE is so freaking profitable, it doesn't matter. But what does matter is whether or not AEW will get to the point where they can start making a lot more money off television rights because that is the future of AEW. And that is something I want you guys to think about because it's going to be a major topic for tomorrow's episode, the future of TV streaming rights, AEW and WWE. Billions of dollars? Can AEW get billions of dollars for their TV show? It's possible. I don't think it's unlikely. So again, those were the super chats and membership renewals. Uh, thank you, Tony, Dwayne, and Austin for your contribution to the channel. Um, really, really exciting stuff, man. I, I, I like this, man. I like, I love this show. I love everything that we have the ability to do here. I think this is a fantastic way to connect with you guys. Um, if you guys aren't in the Discord server, the link should be in the description. Um, check out the Discord, man. Like we are live. Every single day now, this is the morning show. It's a morning wrestling talk show. Uh, we're just approaching 11 a.m. And on this channel, you know, big part of is, big part of the channel is news videos. Typically, you get it around 11 or 12 in the morning. Then you get it at 4 or 5 p.m. Uh, in the afternoon. So you get two different news videos, all the topics that give you my opinions. Ango in the morning will start doing live call-ins. So we're going to do live call-ins. I got some cool things that I'm going to make, you know, that are interactive with the show. Um, those are all coming out this week was all about testing the format and just seeing what works and kind of getting an idea of viewership. And again, we've had another day of strong viewership. So thank you to everybody who has been supporting the channel. Um, literally, I mean, the fact that like, this is my full-time job now is pretty freaking sick. So, uh, again, thank you. Does anybody want to drop in any more super chats? Cause we got quite a bit today. Um, Let me know. I'm very curious if we have. Well, here's the thing. So we had a super chat yesterday. So the problem is we had a super chat yesterday while we were going off air and then I like jumped back into the show. Um, But nonetheless, if you guys don't have any more super chats or you guys don't want to become a member, not a big deal. I appreciate the donations and all that good stuff. Also, another fun fact, another thing that we got to discuss before we log off. Spotify now has video on demand. Spotify has brought me in. Uh, as a creator that can upload video to the Spotify platform. So if you guys enjoy listening to audio versions of the show, maybe while you're working out, maybe while you're driving, you don't want to be distracted by the video, or maybe you still want to multitask on your phone, you can do that on the Spotify platform. Uh, Usually it goes live just a couple hours after. So with that being said, I just want to say thank you guys so much for showing up. Uh, This has been an incredible show and I really just appreciate it, man. We are getting closer and closer to 40,000 subscribers each day. So you guys are a really, really big help. My name is Ango. This is Ango in the morning. Thank you so much for spending your morning with me. Wake up with Ango every morning. Ango in the morning. This was November 23rd, 2021. Lots of great topics. AEW, WWE, Vince McMahon, Seth Rollins being attacked by a fan. Again, we also have a new channel, Ango in the morning clips. So if you guys want um go ahead and check that out we just got another super chat wow Dwayne Jackson again coming in clutch five dollars do you see Triple H leaving soon uh no I don't know if I see Triple H leaving soon that's a great question I I really don't know he might already be out of there that's I mean I I'm at the point where I think he might even be out of here so you never know um wow man that was at the buzzer dwayne jackson with a super chat at the buzzer so appreciate that but all right guys check us out angle in the morning apple spotify youtube uh news videos coming later on to the channel so make sure you guys stay tuned subscriptions turn it on turn on the bell ring the bell all that good stuff and i will see you guys next time right here on youtube.com